Hello, Otsego Knights community, and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. We are your hosts, Luke Barber and Caden Knapp. Today we are sitting down with the high school librarian, Cindy Harder, and junior high librarian, Ashley Madden. Thank you guys for sitting down with us. How are you guys doing today? So great. We're good. All right. Well, firstly, tell us a little bit about yourselves. All right. I have been in our district for maybe over 20 years, but only employed in this job for two. Um, I was a sub. Uh, My family, my three children went here. And I also used to do the nightly news, which was our newspaper for the district. And worked with Accelerated Reader in the elementary school. Mm, That's cool. I didn't know you used to do that stuff. Yeah, put that into that building. But I did a lot of other things because I'm a journalist at heart, so... I'm no journalist. <laughs> um, this is my fifth school year at Otsego, and um, before I worked here, I worked for an orthodontist's office for a really long time, and I started working here as an aide, um, a one-on-one aide, and then when we needed a new junior high librarian, I took that position, and um, and I love it, and I'm going to do it forever and ever. And that's really nice that you found what you really like doing. I know. And kind of difficult. Big turnaround, really. You go from an orthodontist to a librarian. That's a definite job switch. Yeah. Never, never in a million years thought that I would say that I was doing this. And so now I'm going to school so I can become the media specialist at some point because I decided that I love it so much. And there's like this phrase that maybe you've heard that if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And that is exactly how I feel about my job. That's really good. So, moving, yeah, really. Moving on. So, like you said, you were an orthodontist. What exactly brought you to Otsego from an orthodontist office? So, um, my my son was entering kindergarten the year that I started working here, and my daughter was a baby, and I loved working for an orthodontist. It was a really fun job, but it was really busy and our schedule is really crazy and I was miserable (laughs) and so um I just needed something that allowed me to spend more time with my kids and so that's why I started working here as an aide but librarian was never on the list I was never like I'm gonna do that when I grow up so that just kind of fell into your hands when they needed one yeah okay Mm-hmm. How about you, Miss Herder? What brought you to Otsiko? Well, we had to move here. My husband took a job downtown Toledo, and we picked this district because it was small. And ended up that I volunteered in the buildings for a long time because my kids are all five years apart. So we were here for a long time. And um, loved it so much that I started just doing anything I could to be in the schools and mm-hmm. ended up. That's how I ended up here. Uh, in the library, I took the library job because I books are, like, I'm a literacy advocate. Big literacy advocate. So then what made you both want to become librarians? It, it's just a fun job. For me, it's not just about books. It's also librarians do information and referral, and I love that. I love finding information and giving you information. and Where do you mm-hmm. go for things? That's That's my top thing I did in journalism, so... Love it. Yeah, that's that's why I think I fell in love with it. Like, I didn't know when I took this position that I was going to love it so much. And so I can't just say, like, this is why I wanted to do this. Because I, I couldn't even tell you why I wanted to do it. I have no idea. But 
when I started doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever done. I love helping students. I love the relationships that I have developed with our students. And I, I feel like <laughs> I'm the school mom <laughs> and I love that. Like I don't, I couldn't have that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have that in any other job. So I think that's really cool that, well, for one, that you just kind of fell into it and then just so happened to love it so much. And then for you, Mrs. Harder, to kind of be able to combine both of the things that you like to do in this job. I think that's mm-hmm. cool that you guys both get to do what you like to do. Yeah. And it's a good fit for you both. Big time. Everything happens for a reason. And it seems like you guys have both had something happen in that just right, led you to the right place so true that is very true yeah i love it in the library Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so how are the high school and junior high libraries organized well ours is um organized by there's nonfiction and fiction books and then those are my fiction books are split into genres there's 17 genres in our library so things like romance war uh fantasy dystopian those are genres Mm -hmm. That's how ours are. are yeah, mine's the same way. In the elementary library, it's different. Um, it doesn't go by genre. It's more just by fiction, nonfiction, and then author's last name, and that's it. But we, in the high school and middle school libraries, separated by genre because we, it's easier for students to find what they want to read. Like, if you come, I don't know how many students have come to me and said, I want to read a book about a war. And most of those fiction books about wars were kind of spread out between a few different areas. And so it's easy to just say, okay, well, this is the section of the war books. Have at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are they organized by like title then within the sections or? By author last name. So that can be tricky too, because sometimes students are like, I want to read this book. I can't find it because they're looking for the title, not knowing that it's actually, so it's easier for a a student to just come and say, Hey, I want this book because I, in my brain, I know exactly where it is. I can just go walk over and grab it. I don't even have to look for it. Mm-hmm. And no student's really ever going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that organization is definitely helpful then. Yeah, big time. So if, if somebody picks a book off a shelf and looks at it, and then they just throw it back in any random place, that really throws a wrench in things because oh, yeah. you're never finding it again. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Very true. So you had mentioned that you're really big on suggesting books to people. So how do you get so good at doing that and knowing, like, very quickly? Because I've noticed, like, with Miss Harder, I'll talk to her or see her with other people. And I saw you that when I was in junior high, like, often you're like, snap of a finger. Oh, this book would be good for you. How do you get so good at that so quickly? Well, you, we read a lot. Yeah. We both read a lot. And I've always read a lot. And I go to bookstores a lot. And mm-hmm. I go to libraries a lot. And Barnes & Noble and things like that. So, And you get to know your students. And you just know, like, maybe I read this book. And, you know, maybe they want a dog book that's sad. Well, Marley and me. Something like that. <laughs> you just get to know them. Yeah. It's It just comes naturally after a while. Which is great. Because, you know, most students know when they come in what they don't want. And it, there's usually like, the, oh, well, I do like sports. Well, then you've narrowed it down and you just try to find a book in the sports area that you think they might like. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more, um, I've touched every book in my library. I've read the back of almost every single book in there. I may not have read the whole book, but I know what it's about. And so when I ask qu- questions to my students when they're looking for something about their interests, I can like, start to think about those books that I've touched and looked at. Also, 
I order all the books and before I order them, I kind of have to do a little homework because I know I'm not going to be able to read every book, but I know I have to pick books that are appropriate for our students. And so I do a little research on them before I purchase. So I read what they're about and I read the reviews and I check to make sure that they're grade level appropriate and content appropriate. So before they even come here, I know what we have, I guess, before the Mm -hmm. books even arrive. So when students are telling me, I like this, I don't like that, then I kind of can narrow it down just from taking stock in my brain. That's crazy that you can memorize like what every book is about because there's so many books in the library. That's like, you guys have like a librarian sixth sixth sense. Well, I will tell you something. Like we spend so much time here. Mm-hmm. Like I practically live here, I feel. And these, I spend all my time with these books. And so, mm-hmm. it, yeah, you start to remember. And it's not just like I have the books one day and they're gone the next where they're just filtering in and out. They're here for a while. So it's like I've got this mental stock, mm-hmm. I guess. I know it's here. Yeah. It mm-hmm. takes time. It, it definitely took me a few years to remember what I have and what I can suggest. And I do try – I have a giant to-read list, and most of it is books that are in our library so that I can suggest those to our students. Mm-hmm. That does seem like a challenge, though, to – to try to memorize all the books and pick them out. It can be. But, I mean, again, I don't read every book. I just try to at least know a little bit about what they're about. Cause, and mm-hmm. even if I suggest a book, it doesn't mean a student's going to like it. And I always tell them, like, if you read the first three chapters of this book and it is stupid, please return it and we will find you something else. Don't waste your time reading something you don't like. That's good advice. Yeah. So you mentioned challenges just a moment ago, Luke. So going more in depth in the challenges. What are some challenges you guys face with the library? Well, I'm going to say time because I'm always thinking, what can I do to improve reading for students? So and getting those things done that I think of is tough because in a library, it's like a media center. So people are coming and going all day, not just for books, but for study hall, for the copiers uh, to use the laminator, um, just asking questions and it you have a very busy day and you have to incorporate all the things you want to do for reading into that day uh, <clears throat> we do have uh, I have student aides I have five student aides and <clears throat> that has helped me tremendously because they like today they finished the showcase they took the tr- Christmas tree down we talked about um, new books actually because we do research on new books like you know, what's out there? What are you guys reading? What's in a series that might come along? So we just work around them as, as best we can. But my top one is time, I'm going to say. Yeah, I think um, study halls probably pose the biggest challenge, period, because we know all the things that we could be using this library for and the collaboration that could be happening and the use that could be happening by teachers and groups of students Like, if you think about, for example, college libraries, okay? Students are filtering in and out of there at will throughout the day, using that space when they need to for lots of different things. And we would love to see some more stuff like that happening here, but when there's study halls all day, it can be a challenge Mm -hmm. to allow students and teachers even to use the space for anything other than a study hall because a teacher can't bring their entire class into the library when the library is full of study hall students. So that's probably the biggest challenge, but um, I think that we 
just kind of have learned to accept that that's what it is and yeah. roll with it. And I think too, um, the library is a space that should have a flexible use. And a lot of people want to be able to use it flexibly, which happens sometimes at a moment's notice without much planning in advance for us to, to know what to do. So we have to be able to just change plans on a dime and sometimes be kicked out of the space for something else that's happening yeah. in the library that we didn't really know about. Um, so really the key is just being really flexible and not letting it ruffle our feathers because there's going to be a million things that could ruffle our feathers. You have to be a big multitasker. Yeah. I mean, it's all a whole day of multitasking. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of things that happen in the, the library. I know after school, there's always mm-hmm. stuff that happens and yeah. people do hang out there a lot too. So it is, it would be hard to kind of manage that. Yeah. Yeah. Now success like is great. I want to incorporate more things. That's a, that's one of the, when you talk about the use of the library, I'd like mm-hmm. to use success more for, for things that students can come in to learn about. Right. So I'm working on that right now. What can I do during success period? Mm-hmm. So despite the challenges, what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a librarian? I think uh, for me, it's when I have a student who comes to me and they, they have to have a book for something, like whatever, they're doing a project, and they're like, ugh, I hate reading, it's so stupid, I've never read anything I liked, I have to read a book, probably not even going to read it, I'm just going to look it up online. And I'm like, challenge accepted. I am going to find you a book that you at the very least can read and not hate. And when I, when when that happens and they're like, okay, you were right. I actually kind of like this book like that winning. (laughs) It feels so good. That's my favorite, my favorite part about it. How often do you think that happens in a month for, for say? Oh, I wouldn't even say it happens once in a month. Like who knows? I would say at least a few times in a school year. If it happens a few times in the school year, that's a success because so many kids, like, read because they have to, mm-hmm. you know? And if I can just, if I can get one kid that, like, had to read because they had to and found out, oh, maybe I don't actually hate reading. Like, that's a win for me. I don't care. I don't care if it's one in a year. It's fine. I think for most kids, it definitely depends on the book. So I yeah. think it is good that you guys can can like pick out a book for it's someone so that they might like. Yeah. Because if you're just reading something you're forced to read and you don't let necessarily like it or connect with it, you're going to assume that you don't like reading. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily true. You just haven't found the thing that you like. Mine is much along the same lines. Um, when somebody comes to me, and that does happen a lot at the high school because think about it, they've gone through, they're almost a lot of the seniors. I've had a lot of them come in and say, guess what? I like reading now. But one in particular was reading, believe it or not, The Grapes of Wrath, not a senior, and said to me, this is the best book I've ever read. And I had to turn my head like, I thought I was going to cry. Um, John Steinbeck. And he actually came back with a photo of on vacation on a deck somewhere reading the rest of that book. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You just feel like, wow, if I've done one positive thing today, it was to get that kid to read a book. And if you don't know The Grapes of Wrath, that's a classical... Yes, classic. Like, yeah, that's not a book that we would expect a student to just be like, that's my favorite book ever. I know. <laughs> Lots of detail, though. Like, the, most of my students know that I like adjectives. I like yeah. detail and things like that. And so I, sometimes if they want a book like that, I know where to direct them. But my other thing is I 
when I see, if I can take a student who hates reading, there's a lot of students who come in, I want the smallest book you have, which, oh, oh my gosh, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. But if I can get them to read anything, like maybe not a book, but you could read news online, you could, any kind of reading there is, I feel like I've done a positive. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a hardback book. Re- yeah, but reading is not just finding a book you like. It, you could like to read sports news. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. You're reading something, and guess what? That's making you literate. Like you're, you know, you're becoming literate because you are reading these things. So it's not limited to books. I feel like people definitely do not realize how much they're reading in their daily basis. Oh, for sure. I mean, whether it's scrolling through social media or looking at, like, articles like you had mentioned. And there's just so much reading mm-hmm. that you're not realizing you're really doing. For sure. I love reading articles. I, I feel really nerdy mm-hmm. when I say it. But, <laughs> like, I'm a researcher. Like, when I want to know about something, I have to know all the details about it. And so I just, like, start – I need to find articles and read things. And you um, – you may think you don't like to read, but if you're a person like that, like that's not a thought that's in your mind. Like, oh, I love reading. Well, you like to look up stuff. Mm-hmm. You like mm-hmm. to find information about things. So guess what? Surprise. You like reading. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to do that too, yeah. definitely. I'm a news person, so I read a lot of news. But um, I just feel like when they say to me, when am I ever going to use this in my life? When am I going to have to read? And then you name off all those things. Yeah. Well, you know got to read contracts you, i mean to be an adult you've got yeah. to read at some point my husband claims to hate reading and he spends probably an hour a day reading sports news like okay guess what buddy you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're reading right now yeah you're reading right now and you like it <laughs> I, I find that kind of ironic that he quote unquote doesn't like reading yeah. and yet he's married to a librarian oh, that's the irony doesn't escape me trust me <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of books what is your guys' favorite book, and why? Well, mine has always been Gone with the Wind. And I think it has to do with the fact that it's historical. I like historical fiction. Me too. But I also like dystopian. It's weird. I kind of like different genres. But I I have just always been obsessed with that book. It's a big book. Actually, somebody checked it out today, and we just had this chat probably two hours ago. And... Then there's the movie. I mean, the whole thing is very elegant, and you're learning about the Civil War and what happened during that. Uh, just wonderful book. That's my favorite. Yeah. I so I really struggle to like pick favorites of things. It doesn't even matter what it is. My favorite color, favorite food. Like I, I that's difficult because it changes all the time when I find something new. And so I would say I've narrowed down my favorite genre to like gothic thriller. And historical fiction, murder mystery, like that's my kind of my favorite umbrella of genre. And so within that, currently, I'll say my favorite is a series. And the first book in the series is called Stalking Jack the Ripper. And it's a a historical fiction, murder mystery, like one of my favorites. And I like books in a series, too, because I don't want to quit on those characters after one book. Like I want to keep going. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, there's four books in the series. So currently, that's my favorite. I can't say it'll stay my favorite forever, but that's currently it. Yeah. Series are definitely better, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. the longer you get to read about the same character, the more you build invested. a connection with them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you get invested. I think, um, so Harry Potter, the first one, came out when I was in the fifth grade, and I loved it immediately, and... I re- every school year, it seemed, the next one came out. So that's really all I read until almost I graduated high school. And so when I graduated high school, 
I was like, I don't even know what I like to read because nothing is like <laughs> Harry Potter. I, 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 it took me a while to find what I liked. For a while, I was like, do I even like reading? Well, of course I do because I read all the Harry Potter. But, you know, it, true. it took it's me a while to figure out what I liked after that. And Yeah. I feel like I'm the same way with, like, movies, too. I, I have yes. to watch something in the series because, yeah, after, after, like, one book or one movie, then you're just like, man, that's it? I need more. I don't get any more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is definitely that's true. That's for sure. So what is one piece of advice you would like to give the listeners? Mm-hmm. I would say, and I'm going to go back to what I read. If you don't like books, read anything. Mm-hmm. Online, blogs, news, anything. Um, doesn't it's not just about books and get a library card you don't have to just come to this library i mean you can get things digitally Mm -hmm. from other libraries you can go to the other libraries go to bookstores um anything to do with reading it's not just about the hardback books yeah i would say bookstores are so awesome because you don't even have to buy anything you can just walk around and look at all the different genres and read about read the inside flap or the back cover of a book and just find out what they're about um i feel like bookstores kind of have a cool vibe Mm -hmm. you know and so you kind of want to be there a little bit more than maybe your school library and i get that but yeah it's not just about books though and i feel like so many people think oh i'm not going to go into the school library because i hate reading and like you don't have to just come in because you want to read you can come in here and just sit down and do your homework or you know it's not just about that, but we definitely want you to read. Yeah. And I think uh, my biggest actual piece of advice is just that if you think you hate reading, you probably don't. <laughs> you just haven't figured out what you like to read, and you're reading all the time, and you're not even paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. is, that is good advice, guys. The, the nice thing with walking into places with a lot of books is the smells of yes. the books. It makes you want to kind of stay in there longer and look at that extra book or two. and. Yep. It's just the smell. New book smell. You can't beat that. Yeah. I'm at the bookstores a lot. I will say that. Like the Barnes & Noble with the Starbucks inside. You got Mm -hmm. the book smell and the coffee smell. Oh, yeah. Uh, Great company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They do that on purpose. It's all about marketing. I know. It is marketing. We love that marketing. I love it, though. Exactly. (laughs) Not complaining. No. Yep. We have one final question, and we have been dying to ask you this question. Why are we your favorite favorite students? Well, I just have to say, Luke especially. Um, right. It's always you with the, the witty banter. Like I know I can go, I can come back and forth with you about that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why. Well, I can't say that I have favorite students because they're all my oh. favorites. Oh, oh. okay. Then, 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 how about this? How about this? Why am I one of your See, favorites? I knew <laughs> factor was coming in. <laughs> Caden is in my library quite a bit, and he's very helpful, and he's sort of our, what do we, what do we call you, Caden? Our honorary, honorary, honorary student aide. Yeah. That's pretty yes. much what I was doing. <laughs> well, you know, Luke was an honorary student aide, but he wasn't very helpful. Oh, hey, <laughs> if you needed it, we were there. But, but I was a good therapist. <laughs> you know, he could talk to me. Another talent. Yeah, we do have to be therapists. Oh, we though. do. Yeah. yeah. Hey, tell me what kind of books you like. Okay, let me tell you about my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works, right? It is. It is. But I love it. Well, we're very thankful for you guys and thankful that you came down to sit uh, at the round table with us. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. It was awesome. I liked it a lot. I always like to talk about reading, so. (laughs) Well, we enjoyed having you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable Podcast. Special thanks go out to our digital producer, Owen Henderson, our technology director, Mr. Swartz, and our advisor, Mrs. Krupp. Contact us at podcast at otsegonights.org and follow us on our social media. Our Twitter is at OHS underscore roundtable, and our Instagram is the same thing. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And if you want, recommend this podcast to your friends or family. Thank you for listening.